Wake up, fool. This is the Sore Losers Podcast. My name is Justin Kobley, and I'm here with my stand-in co-host, Louis Colasione. And today we're going to hang out with our buddy, Anthony Quadros. Yes, sir. So what's up, guys? How we doing? Chilling. think we're doing good. We're just uh, hunkering down for a little thunderstorm that's rolling in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. basically everybody's everybody's on camera cuddling with their pets. Yes. Where's your pet? Is, uh, your, is so your pet your mic? Yeah, my pet is just my uh, sick. Sick. my new mic. <laughs> but we got Anthony Quadros here with his uh, parakeet. That's a that's a cockatoo. Cockatoo. Yeah. Okay, I don't know my birds. This is Jasper. But Jasper, she's chilling on your shoulder. Yeah, she's the co 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 host. Co co, cuckoo. Cockatoo host. <laughs> and we got Lewis here with his puppy. Yeah, this is What's Bella. She is Bella. a Maltese. She's very cute. She likes to bark a lot. Um, so we might be hearing that at some point in the recording. Maybe. Right now she's too terrified to really do anything, so it works in our benefit. Poor thing. <laughs> the thunder. <laughs> it's just... It's the worst. So anyway... uh. Our buddy Quadros, um, I got to know him through his older brother, who is like the Huntington Skate Park Don. Franklin. The like godfather. The, the, the godfather, godfather of uh, <laughs> Green Lawn Skate Park, our kind of pseudo-local park. And uh, I started riding with Quadros probably when he was, what, like 12 or 13? You were you were a young yeah, kid. Yeah, I, th- I think I was like about 11 or 12. Uh, that's like my fondest memory, I think. The closest memory. But he looked uh, like he was like yeah, 16, 17, 18. <laughs> I've never looked my age. Man-child, <laughs> for sure. I never sounded it either. Yeah, it was crazy because I didn't really believe you when you were like, yeah, man, I'm like 13 years old. <laughs> I'd have like, to pull dude. out my ID. <laughs> <laughs> for all the homies right? cuz they never believed me i'd pull out my my middle school id and be like yeah i'm still in middle school <laughs> <laughs> 3 more years till i could drive actually that's if you were 13 that's like 5 yeah <laughs> that's even crazier yeah not even close damn so yeah we're going to we're going to talk to quadros today hear about his business, but otherwise, I wanted to uh, to check in with Lewis. So we had him on. What was it? Episode two. I think so. So yeah. way back in the history of the <laughs> podcast. Now yeah, dude, <laughs> we're on episode at least three six. episodes ago. So <laughs> so if you haven't listened to Lewis's episode, go listen to that. He talks about uh, some good things, some some bad things, tearing his ACL, and uh, yeah. I guess I'm curious, uh, where are you at with recovery these days? Because you've, um, you've been, what, like another month and a half since we last talked? Yeah, so I'm about like almost seven weeks in now. Um, doing a lot better. I mean, I could walk pretty much like almost normally now. Uh, my bending's getting a lot better. I'm like at 100 degrees, so I can like start driving and things, and I can actually like start 
living somewhat of a life and just not doing rehab all day, even though I've still been doing a lot of rehab, but it's been, it's been going good. We've been making good progress for sure. That's awesome to hear. That's always like such a nice turning point when you can become mobile on your feet and back in a vehicle. Definitely. I actually just saw my doctor, um, like yesterday and he said everything's looking great good making good progress you know just keep keep at it it's just a process so i heard maybe some of that yeah i think i think quadros is on the same page because we were kind of like looking at each other like uh, i'm not sure i heard Mm. doc (laughs) <laughs> I heard doctor, yeah. So uh Oh the doctor was... says everything's all good. Things yeah. are uh moving along. Yeah, he just I don't can you guys hear me now? Yeah, you're yeah. good. Okay. So yeah. He checked me out yesterday. He said you're moving along good, like a little further than I expected you to be at this point. Like your extension looks good, their quad strength is coming around good and you know, bending looks good. Um, and that's been like something I've been working on because, um, my knee was like super stiff for a while, just from icing it all the time. Just had to like stop that routine and let it like loosen up and bend and making progress with that now too, which has been good. Nice. Yeah. So overall just moving along. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I went through like a similar thing when I had like my ankle injury Yeah, and like, once you start to get on your feet again and like you can start going to hang out at spots and maybe film again and just get back to normal life. So that's awesome. Exactly. Just like get back to as much, like as much of a sense of normalcy as you can get, like in whatever your condition is. But yeah, definitely a good step for sure. Do you guys hear any of that? (laughs) Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly with yeah. uh that sentence that I certainly heard. <laughs> you didn't hear it. Did it's you? cutting out like a motherfucker. God. Yeah, I think your connection's Damn. a little a little shitty with the the weather. Uh, it's all right. These thunderbolts. It's all good. Maybe. I don't know Where's what's Jasper? going on. I mean, it's recording to Audacity. Nah, so I mean, Audacity should be recording your uh your separate track. Just yeah. on your computer, fine. But it's just Discord is probably having a problem Word. sending the signal back and forth, kind of thing. So don't worry about your audio. But we'll just pretend. We'll just we'll just you plow guys onward. Heard that and yeah, I get the gist. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're doing you're gist. doing good. You're doing on your good, way. You'll good. be back on two wheels again soon. Yeah, definitely, definitely miss biking. Yeah, dude, we miss we you. We miss you, but, dude, uh, for real. Like, trying to trying to we come would back actually out again. go out all of us together <laughs> I know. Like we're missing we're missing the integral part of the the group of the homies well now i mean but we can kind of be do back sooner than later more of that again i'm able to go places sure. and shit and yeah for know, sure we'll be down, out there we'll be out there down to come yeah, out later. i gotta ride with uh with quadros more we've only had a handful of uh street sessions probably in the last year or so yeah like t- take me away from the skate park please like i hate <laughs> it there <laughs> but see you're in good shape because you've like in my in my book you've already made it out of like the hunts bubble like 
it's still your local. Like yeah, you're you can you can still always like rip hunts better than probably anybody else except uh, Alex. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you ride street. You ride a little bit of everything. Ride everything. Got to love yeah. it all. But it's pretty crazy to like to see the progress you've made with riding from like, you know, starting with us who we had already been riding for, I don't even know, five, six years when we met and you started from scratch and now you could definitely crush me in a game of bike. So yeah, you, I think you got, you got some stuff on me, man. You got stuff on me. You both. I mean, (laughs) I I could hit you with, with some of the, like, I don't know. Some of the, the rude moves, yeah, like some of the, <laughs> the sneaky tricks that are like questionable. Yeah, but like that's like the majority of my trick choice as well. So, just like stuff that most people can't really do, but I find it cool, so it's cool. Well, it's kind of funny because I just realized I'm on the mic now with two expert X up guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, both of you guys have those crazy X ride. 360 x ride 180 x ride anything combinations. i think um like over the years me and lewis have definitely progressed together with it yeah i feel like it's it's been like a very indirect progress together but i feel like through every i just know for a fact through every like advancement of x ride that i've seen him do i've always has pushed me to learn something else and i feel like it's probably the same for him literally you know, it's it's great to see like just the trick progress i, I love it it's a lot of people hate on it, but it's it's the best yeah. one in my I opinion. I mean, I don't really, I mean, get it because it's freestyle and whatever. But exactly, like, um, yeah, honestly, we would. There's so many times we just be at Huntington, like going back and forth trying to fucking figure out exit variations and shit. For sure, I think you you are definitely more on the. Uh, very very technical side of it i can do the tech stuff but i also can just like land from very weird positions and into it and but you've got like the crazy uh, it's hard to explain it's just crazy <laughs> i like to keep it technical well, like quadros you could go but you also keep it really too. damn fast in an x-up ride yeah Which not a lot of like normal people choose to do that like and, you're definitely in all honesty fast. i find 180s easier except like out of an exit ride like it feels more natural to me at this point it's just the thing <laughs> uh, we're all looking very skeptically at you yeah but. i know <laughs> but uh, honestly like i i feel like every time i've done a x ride 180 like it's always felt more solid than just a regular 180 because i always feel like something's missing Interesting. But yeah, I've even seen you like full speed X up ride across a quarter pipe and then drop in on the quarter <laughs> pipe and stay in the X ride. So that, that shit blows my mind. Backlash. I couldn't even. Just got to hold on. Got to let it loose. You just got to be fast and definitely I mean, don't be like, loose. If you're loose, if you're loose with it, you'll yeah. get folded over. <laughs> it really is that simple though, because I remember seeing you like drop into the quarter X ride and I went to try it and it's literally just the same thing. You just trust it. Yeah. And like, as long as you're yeah. in it, you're in it and like, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Like if you, if you refuse to let your body be loose and like kind of conform to the, the X nature, you're, you're going to fold. Like you need to literally just yeah. be the X. 
It's just, it's just how it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys handle that stuff. Uh, <laughs> this I, uh, is just a whole different language for Justin. <laughs> He's more of a T-man himself, T-bog. So, you know. I've been messing with uh, X-Up Grinds a little more lately. Like See I that? just learned them on uh, Round Rails, oh, which nice. is kind of a crazy feeling. See, I'm jealous because actually I can't even do X-Grinds at all. I think uh, it's, it's weird because like I X-Up the quote-unquote wrong way for grinds i do it the way i bar spin which is my front hand going towards my front foot and then when you turn into the ledge it'll it'll slap it it'll it'll just make it a lot more difficult but i think lewis he learned you le- learned it the other way right you learned it yeah like where you so my norm be the way grinding. i do it is like better i guess for grinds because you're not spinning against the ledge but it's technically worse for like regular spinning it's like a regular x ride three is like technically hard way but i guess on the ledge it's not if that makes any sense yeah yeah which is insane because um i just learned it to the left instead like of the right your I mean, your arms like turning the opposite way of where you're spinning that's always been my dominant even with bar spins like i always threw my bars to the left it's like two and then i learned them the other way Oh, okay. We're For some reason, I don't know. Just, just we just different. Different. <laughs> I'm psyched. I didn't think we could like have this much to say about X ups. Oh, but, uh, oh, we got a lot. We can to go say. for days. <laughs> I've always so like with the grinds. I've always called them like two different grinds. Like there's the X out grind, which is like the easier one where you're Xing up like away from the ledge, and mm-hmm. then there's like the X in, which obviously it's just the opposite you just turn the bars into the ledge and uh kind of like what lewis is saying like if i'm gonna do like just like an x up like over a jump or something i do it the same way that i bar spin yeah so but when i do right, it in an x up grind i just do the the opposite way yeah and yeah it's, after you do a few of them it starts to feel natural enough where it's not terrible but it is kind of annoying that it's not my like quote unquote regular x up yeah i mean I've, I've tried to learn it the other way and honestly it it hurts like it yeah it hurts it, Same it hurts with me to trying to do maybe it right it's just because it's like completely foreign to me you know i gotta like kind of grow used to it and i plan to because i'm tired of not being able to do x grinds <laughs> it's been so many years of just not a single <laughs> x you grind could, you could do them but, but there's uh, just that that added element of just like if you're an ex yeah it's, it's weird facts i've actually matter of fact i've done an x grind but it was like oppo pegs i guess it was it would you be do oppo, X-up X-feeble. if you do x of people you're not technically like uh like rubbing against the ledge because you're above it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's true that i don't i could never get into that I'm I'm just uh, as surprised as Justin that we're talking this long about it, but I'm also not surprised. <laughs> I'm I'm actually not surprised, and I'm totally down. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with it. It's cool. I feel like it's a trick that that goes very uh, unsaid. Like there's a dude who literally did an exit ride to backflip fly up. Yeah, you know how inspiring jump, that is. Pretty damn crazy. <laughs> and he did it so proper too. He did oh, like yeah. a big floater flip, like it was just normal well that's the thing it's like when you pull out of an x up like you're doing a mini manual so you just pull out of it and just keep going and i guess that's how a flip works never i could not i could not imagine what i've seen is just backflip 
out of it. I could not imagine that. That's insane. Especially coming off of it. a fucking dirt jump, too. Oh, yeah. Like, he didn't... No, <laughs> that dude, he did it out of a step-up. Like, a wood step-up. Yeah, I think it was, in a, it was at a jam, right? Yeah, yeah at some jam oh, um, in, in oh, Australia. Maybe I'm thinking of a different clip. Oh, I've never seen one done on dirt. Now. I know what clip you're talking about. Is it one in yeah, Australia? It's this, uh, it was the... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Jemaya, that's you. Yeah, I, f- I forget his name. I just know his, I think uh, that's his, his Instagram. Name. He's handle. really, he's really crazy with the exit rise too. It's like kill hungry, Shit. thirsty, dead, or something exactly, like that. He yeah. he kills it, kills yeah. it, kills it. Yeah, dude. Nuts, insane. So yeah, I think if you just keep keep messing with the X up grinds, you'll you'll figure him out. Like you've got the X up steez. You just gotta like see. What I do is. Instead of letting my hands loose, like it seems like a lot of X-Uppers do, I just keep like a vice grip on my handlebars and I just like contort my arms more, I guess. And it works for the X-Up grind. I don't know. I don't know if that's how normal people do them, but it works for me. Yeah. Um, I would just be afraid that like that would hurt my shoulders in some way, like just landing an X-Up grind weird. But I guess over time you kind of just figure out how to like loosen up, but also catch the ledge. I don't know. I'll, yes, I'll, I'll figure I kinda it out. Have bad wrists, so I think the uh, my strategy is just safer on the wrist because you're kind of almost like holding the bars somewhat normal mm-hmm. if you don't let your wrist kind of go loose and like slack on the on the grips. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Your fingers can slip and your hand could fall off. It's definitely happened to yeah. me before. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> No, not really. Yeah, speaking of Hunts Park, uh, you had a pretty crazy crash recently where you just completely exploded your forks from your bike. Could you can you explain that whole situation? Uh yeah. So I was doing a uh an alley two seventy from a spine over a ledge into like it was I guess it was a step down. Uh from a spine over into a pyramid bank and I had done the 270 before pretty easy. Like it felt pretty nice. Um, but the, the time I was trying again, I wanted to do something else and I cased and over rotated and I cased like the perfect amount side note. Like I've, I had already crashed really hard in these forks the past year and they were five years old. So it was kind of bound to happen and I kind of knew midair, but as soon as I landed, I just saw my front tire like coming up at my face because obviously the fork snapped, and I I just knew right then and there like <laughs> just take the hit. Just it was it was horrifying honestly, but got out of it way smoother than I think anyone would think is possible. But I'm glad I did because I probably would have repeated what I did last year. So that's cool. Yeah, so I think we're probably gonna have to bring up that whole crash incident later but For with sure. this this fork breaking thing like when that kind of thing happens you like don't even have time to like think about what's happening like you just like you just react and just mm-hmm. try to roll with it and like you never ever expect your forks oh, to yeah. just explode under you the, the thing is is like in the air i felt the over rotation i was like this is not good like something is gonna happen like either i'm gonna blow off or my frame it's going to snap in half. I I knew I was going to case too. Like I I think over the years of just riding hunts and kind of just trying to go as high as I can on everything and just just getting like that aerial control that 
I just knew midair, like some shit was going to happen, but I did not expect my forks to break how they did. I honestly thought it would be like my dropouts, if anything, but not how I broke them, where I broke it at the headset race and just exploded. Yeah, so you literally separated your steerer tube from the legs of the forks, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just sheared it off at the steerer tube? Yes. It was (laughs) like probably the (laughs) scariest. I've broken many parts, but like that shit was... It's pretty hefty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a wild one. And and in the video, like it they shoot out so fast, which is even crazier. Honestly, it's better that like my forks broke because if they didn't, then I probably would have just like done like a weird twisting, like whiplash sort of motion or smacked my head on the crossbar or something. So honestly, kind of grateful they broke because think about how much impact is just on that one little part. Yeah, I mean, basically, you turned your rigid forks into, like, mountain bike shock absorber forks <laughs> by just snapping them in half, kind of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're Odyssey Rock Shock uh, collab. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's secret, it's secret. I'm working on it. <laughs> you had those forks for, so, like, uh, five years, So, yeah, we should years, say those right? forks... Yeah, they were Odyssey. What yeah, they R25s? were. They were Odyssey R twenty fives. They took a fucking beating for five years. I I double checked the time. My my brother Frank he got them for me for Christmas when I was five years ago. So I was thirteen, um, and I was like pretty um, into like my like starting of like riding, kind of trying to do tricks and learning shit. So those have been like actually my day one forks. So. Um, obviously, you know, I emailed Odyssey literally two seconds after it happened. I literally got up, grabbed my phone and emailed them. I was like, Hey, here's this video. Here's a photo of them in half. Send me a pair and uh shout out this dude, uh, Philip Ranelli. He is, he's the full factory warranty guy. He has sent me so many replacement parts <laughs> in the past two years. <laughs> he's the man. <laughs> so shout out to that dude for sure. But uh, Odyssey parts definitely not parts to play around with. They definitely uh, they do the trick. They do the trick. Yeah, so it's definitely not a knock on Odyssey. Like five year old forks, they're they're due to break. Like especially yeah. because yeah, that's you just what happens. you're not the the lightest rider. Like you, yeah, you I just, weigh 185 pounds. You're a pretty big dude, and yeah, you like you, you put the bike through plenty of abuse. So that it's going to happen with old forks like for sure i kind of i kind of go by johnny nemesek's rule of thumb now try to replace forks every year about <laughs> yeah he actually commented that on the post of the the crash clip and um i he had told me that actually i remember very clearly at Greenlawn. um he asked me what forks i had and i was like oh they're odysseys i've had them for three years he's like what you haven't replaced them it's like nah i'm good here I am. <laughs> so definitely, a, definitely a blessing that I got to just get like warrantied parts. That's why I run lifetime warranty because I, I, I just have a feeling I'm going to break everything I own. So, and so far that thought has held true. Yeah. Odyssey's warranty has always been dialed. I've dealt with that years ago and they're awesome. For sure. So yeah, well, I'm gonna definitely going to uh, repost your crash clip on our uh, little Instagram. So if Sounds you want to see that, 
you could go to your Instagram, which is oh say, say your my, oh yeah it's my name uh, anthony quadros c-u-a-d-r-o-s and uh, it's, i think it's my most recent thing if you want to if you want to watch it it's uh honestly one of the craziest clips i've ever like recorded just myself <laughs> like uh that shit is it was horrifying so yes replace your forks every year because that's what i'm doing now <laughs> yeah very, very good psa and wear a helmet wear a helmet so you saved me the trouble of having to like come up with a transition there (laughs) because uh i've been actually thinking about joining the helmet game so uh you've been a you've been a helmet guy i want to say pretty much from the beginning yeah so um yeah so what's your thought process on that like why have you uh you've always stuck with the uh the melon cap um honestly I, uh, a bunch of like the first clips I saw were Sean Burns, obviously eating it. And, um, obviously I, I grew up like with BMX. Like I, even when I was younger, I started off skating, but just seeing people hit their heads and being like, damn, like, I wouldn't want to do that. Like just looks fucked up. And plus at the end of the day, it's all for my mom. I don't want to be, uh, brain dead <laughs> pretty much honestly like and i honestly i tend to hit my head i just fall hard I, I don't know what it is but i just do so since day one just rocked one um i used to be a white helmet guy just like for coolant and just to be like not as hot in the summer but i recently switched to black helmet and i honestly like it way better <laughs> i don't know how i ran a white helmet for all those years but um yeah helmet helmet gang for sure um I tried to ride with my helmet all the time, even if I'm doing like little jib stuff, unless if it's like super hot and I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just please helmet's very important. Honestly, think uh, you should you should join the helmet gang, my man. You got a little melon that needs protecting there. Yeah. So recently, I want to say like within probably a week or so of today, Justin Kerr had a really bad crash. I don't know if you guys saw anything about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I it's don't know the details, but he's got either. like, uh, I think he went down street riding most likely and it was. hit his he head he really bad. Me, he's got like bleeding on his brain, like needs all sorts of surgery. And that's yeah. just something I never want to put like myself and my family through. So. I think for a helmet sure. is, is a pretty good move. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I read the GoFundMe after, like, I donated a little bit from what I could, but um, apparently he has to, like, get a hole drilled in his skull to, like, relieve the pressure. And um, I think it's also worth noting Scotty Kramer's crash from about four or three years ago. Um, after that, like, that solidified. Uh, my reasoning for wearing it even though he, you know scotty was a just a godly rider um so you know he he was kind of just seemed untouchable and apparently he was wearing like a regular helmet like not a full face when 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 he crashed so obviously like that helmet's not going to save you from everything but it's still something and if he wasn't wearing it he probably wouldn't even be where he is today and he's still cruising not as hard as he used to be but definitely like that shit saves you man like it's like a second skull that you can actually break 
Yeah, it's definitely not a bad device to put in between you and the ground, even if it's not 100% going to keep you from uh, injury. For sure. Because, like, you had a pretty severe crash. How long ago was that now? Over over a year, right? Nope. April 1st, 2020. Oh, so it's... Uh, yeah. Just, a, just about a year, a little yeah, that, uh, year and change. That crash, I actually split my helmet in half. And uh, really? that's... Yeah, I, that's, it was a white helmet too. So that's also part of the reason why I stopped wearing them. Cause like, I just, I just got like a little bit of bad juju in my head. So I figured, you know, let's is it the, switch is it, it the up. same uh, philosophy, but, uh, like white helmet, white lighter, bad luck. Yeah. Like, honestly, <laughs> I, I would now, I think of it that way now for real, because yeah, I mean, I I, would it's too. just, I crashed real hard on one and, but it did save my life. So I, I guess it, uh. It def- it's worth noting too that it was a triple eight sweat saver helmet. It was certified, of course. Um, I think that's also a, another really important thing, like making sure a helmet is certified. Because if anything, it's not certified. It's just a piece of plastic with foam in it, yep. and not really doing shit for you. But um, yeah, no, I split the helmet in half. It's pretty scary. Very, yeah, very so scary. I'm a little. Gu- I feel a little guilty saying that uh, my helmet has kind of always just been for show. Like I've always had the, uh, I the guess Bucky the ProTech one. Bucky LASIK, mm-hmm. yeah, which is literally like the thinnest plastic with like the lightest foam. I will and it say looks, though, it like, looks like a helmet, but it yeah. it's, it's not going to do very much if you what's put crazy it into the though ground. that dude Bucky. He I'm pretty sure he was a mega skater, yeah. and he took some pretty tough falls with that thing, and still was pretty valid. But still, you know, like obviously the. Uh, the percentage of concussion is probably a lot higher if you don't have like the foam in it and everything. Cause I think I was only after that crash last year, I was only, I was concussed, but I wasn't as concussed as I would have been if it wasn't certified because obviously the foam took all the impact and like the foam around like where I, I hit it pretty much it. You could see like all like the cracks in the styrofoam, but then the helmet, the shell itself is split. Just, Wow. Like pretty far down. Yeah. Because, like, the difference is usually certified helmets, they have, like, some additional, like, a denser foam material yeah. in between the outer plastic shell and that inner foam that, like, touches your dome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the Bucky helmet is, is missing that, that dense foam bit. Yeah, it looks nice with the low-profile look, but uh, really doesn't do much for you. It's just kind of like a... Like a shin pad. <laughs> yeah, and Bucky Lasik was a, uh, he's a vert skater. So oh, I don't right, know if where? that, he, he might not have even worn that helmet, to be honest. Like, a lot of those guys, their name is on the product, and whatever helmet they wear in real life doesn't, isn't going to be that yeah, exact I mean, one, it could necessarily. Be, it could be way different, like, yeah, way different protection. Like, that could just be, like, a consumer helmet, like, just for, like, kids and shit. Oh yeah, no. I'm li- I'm literally looking at a photo of him right now. Like, it looks like he's wearing just a like an actual certified helmet. I feel like for for like um, Bert, they like won't like. I've you go honestly on the never looked at this dude without a certified helmet. I'm sorry. What'd you say, Lewis? I feel like for Vert, like they wouldn't let you go on like on like the half pipe if it wasn't fucking certified. That's yeah, because yeah, you're kind of already hazard, sending yourself more like, of a hazard to them. I mean, at the end of the day, and to you. Facts. That's for sure. But, 
Yeah, so Quadros, when I like, when I heard about your crash and like the extent of your injury, I assumed the helmet didn't really do that much. But now you're saying that it actually, you probably would have been in a lot worse shape. So that's that's good to hear that the helmet really. I met, I think, eight doctors, eight separate doctors. Every single doctor told me I would have died if I wasn't wearing the helmet. That's terrifying, but also amazing that you actually had um, one on. Yeah, so like I got airlifted from the hospital by me, and once I got on the helicopter, um, they're asking me all these questions, like asking me to send the video to them to see what happened, to, you know, kind of get like some context of like what the fuck I did because I'm fucked up. And like, how did you do that? Um, so, uh, they, um, they, they were telling me like, yo, like if you weren't wearing that, you would have died. And then I met more doctors at, I got airlifted from Huntington hospital, which is kind of like my neighborhood then to new Hyde park, which is like Queens area. Um, and every single doctor I met told me I would have died. Like no, no, no doubt because I broke my fall with my face. My hands didn't go out or anything. I froze midair, and boom. And it's also it's a blank frame frame of time. Like it's about like an hour that it's blank. I remember grinding the rail that I was trying to hit, double pegging, warming it up, and then uh, everything after that for like an hour or two is just blank. Yeah. So maybe maybe you should explain the uh, the situation of the crash because uh, I'm definitely not going to post a video of that <laughs> For sure, on yeah. our Instagram. I don't think yeah. you ever posted yours, right? Nope. Uh that's yeah, it's, it's being saved. It's being saved for yeah. for something. Um but yeah, I was um I was out with the homie Christian Calaron, my homie. Um and uh he uh, he had posted this rail in his town, uh Brentwood. Um it looked sweet. Uh it was 10 stairs. Um it was weird. The, the run-up was super short, and uh, I at first I only wanted to do a little pegs, but then uh, I I remembered that I'd wanted to do an ice pick uh, when he had first shown me it, and I felt great that day. Like, I I was just on point. I felt amazing, and it was just it was just a bad spot to try it on because it was just bad run-up. You're going from, like, grass, dirt, into, like, a little cement patch, and then there's a rail rail was like short so it's not like i had to hop high or anything and i think i just went a little quick and uh i froze midair and i pretty much um i just fell straight down like i just i i made i made it past the uh the stairs but uh, i i fell front tire all the way down and then so pretty much like by the time i'm at the ground i'm close to like 80 degrees so you can imagine that's like pretty steep and um i what really like sealed it was uh, i clipped my back peg on the upright of the oh. very bottom upright of the rail and um my hands were obviously like i was locked i was frozen like just like in the video you can see clearly like i literally was just in shock like i didn't even know what to do in the air like i was just like okay like i just held on um and I just hit my face. Like, you didn't see the impact on it, but I know for a fact that my my face broke my fall. Um, and, yeah, so I I broke a bunch of teeth. 
I broke my bottom jaw in half. My upper jaw was almost in half. My nose was a little broken, and my eye socket was a little broken, my right eye socket. Um, so, yeah, like, I I obviously, had, I knocked out the uh, the second of impact, and I was out, and it was pretty tough. I If I wasn't with my friend, I probably would have died there, too, because I was, like, kind of just... Um, you couldn't just, breathe, right? Yeah, yeah, like I was, yeah. I was, I was face down, and just blood, like so much blood. Like I probably would have suffocated. So I, I really, I really do owe my life to that helmet and my friend. So I, I'm such a non-solo rider now, and I like to have at least one homie. And I think that's just like kind of a universal thing. But some people like to send it alone. But um, yeah, like if he if he wasn't there, probably would have been not here right now. So definitely I I'd owe a lot to him and he's, I, I love that man and that helmet. So, you know, I still have the helmet. I, I keep it and I look at it and it reminds me, you know, keep wearing the helmet always, even though it looks, it may look silly to some people. I think it looks cool because it shows you care, at least for me. Yeah. I just don't think it should matter. Like if you're yeah. seeing sick riding, it's sick. Like it doesn't matter if you're they're wearing a helmet or not. Like for sure. But I'm I'm glad you came out on the other end of that one. Okay, like that's such a worst case scenario. But oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, all good now. Yeah, thankfully. Healthy. And you didn't uh you didn't have any skull fractures or anything, right? No, thankfully not. Um, they were actually really worried that I I might have gone blind in my right eye because I had broken my eye socket and they were afraid that like bone shards might have like hit my eye and done some shit. But thankfully, um, I, it was really just like my eye was swollen shut in the hospital. Oh, this was actually in, in the peak of COVID last year. So I was in the hospital for a week with everything broken and uh, they were trying to drug me up with like oxy and all that shit. And I just kind of toughed it out, had Tylenol here and there and just dealt with the pain until they could... um like approve anesthesia for me because I had to go under the, the knife to hit the cut into my mouth a little bit before they could uh, wire my jaw shut. I did, I got facial reconstructive surgery and, and uh, they knocked my teeth back into place like, like what they could salvage. And honestly, they did a great job. Like it honestly looks like nothing has happened. And pretty much anyone who I've told the story to says the same, which is pretty crazy. It was a definitely a mental struggle in the hospital for that whole week for sure. Yeah, that was definitely like the worst time to have an injury too. Oh yeah, literally. Because they Honestly, they weren't allowed to to operate on you or anything until mm-hmm. you had a a negative COVID test, right? Like because that was yeah. they were really afraid about spreading it like anywhere. Like mm-hmm. it was it was peak hysteria. It was like um, it it was like the most textbook movie quarantine type of vibe in the hospital. If there was a COVID patient being wheeled past us, like closed doors, everybody mask on. Like, actually, I had to, I had an exception because since I had so much like scabbing on my face, I was just fucked up. They were allowing me to chill without the mask on. But everyone else, and like, I had, I shared a room with one other kid. He wore a mask the whole time. They were very, very on it. And before I went under the knife, actually, they, uh, a COVID patient passed me, like, when I was like literally two feet away from the OR. And uh, they were, like, rushing me in there. Like, they were just trying to get me out of there. It was crazy. Like, it was honestly, like, it just was so chaotic. And honestly, it, it was the worst time to get an injury, but also the best time because 
unfortunately I missed high school and they just kind of let me graduate and, um, just do my thing, heal up. Um, but I was able to, you know, just stick at home and chill and, you know, I had really nothing else to do. You couldn't really leave the house then. So just had nothing to do but heal and try and keep my head up high. So that's what I did. I feel good now. Yeah. We're hyped that you're all good now. That was definitely, definitely a scary time. Yeah, for real. For sure. And uh, my bird is is uh, nodding because she wants to go poop. So I'm going to go <laughs> let her go. Give me one sec. Yeah, yeah do you take she, She's bugging out. <laughs> Be right back. So, uh, so Lewis, maybe we should make these plans later. But uh, if there's any day that you're down to come hang out during a session, I would be down to come grab you. Yeah, for sure. That works. That'd be sick. I uh, I missed I missed that response, but I'm gonna just assume you said yes because you're awesome. No, uh, yeah, that'd be sick. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, yeah. No, but yeah, um, yeah, we'll figure it out. Figure out fucking whenever you guys arrive next or something. Sounds good. Yeah, I was kind of doing a similar thing when I had my ankle injury. I was like, you know, just. Hitching a ride with somebody, I was in a boot, and then, you know, just fold out the uh, the old camping chair, break nice. out the VX with the zoom lens, and uh, <laughs> I was back in business. Hell yeah. So it worked pretty well, especially yeah. in the summer. Like For now, sure. you know, it's a pretty decent time to be hanging out outside, at least when it's not raining. Definitely. I think it's supposed to be nice, like, this weekend. Yeah, I don't know uh, what the riding plans are this weekend, but Figures I'll let you know. Out. We might be able to yeah. uh, to work something out. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But All right. Bring the Sony Has the bird out. relieved herself? Yeah, she's chilling. Um, hopefully she doesn't scream because my dad is actually in Columbia right now. So um, Damn. she doesn't like women and my mom's chilling on the couch. So she gets pissed off and she's like, I have to like put her in the cage because she'll go and like chase my mom to go bite her. <laughs> so yeah let's hope she doesn't scream because she's a very attentive uh attentive lady it's funny because birds you would think don't really have much person like at least when you see a bird flying around outside you wouldn't really think it has too much personality you know it's just hungry and trying not to get eaten mm-hmm. but like i've uh i've had like family members with pet birds and i always feel like they have such distinct personalities and like they do they're almost like cats where they're like kind of kind of just letting you be part of their world and they're like a little bit i don't know standoffish sometimes yeah definitely um except uh for for my bird she uh she likes all the attention she just she's a baby like i i could hold her in my arms like a baby and she'll be completely content and uh she she's just a very cuddly bird i think it's just the species of bird that's like that but uh, she um, likes all my attention and nothing else. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah, what have you been up to these days? I heard you uh, you got a new job. Yes, uh, I'm working at a bike shop right around the corner from Greenland Skate Park, the local. Um, so far, it's, it's a full-time gig. It's one of my first full-time gigs ever. It's, uh, it's something else. So far, it's pretty much a warehouse job just like there's so much inventory and and bike shops and this day and age right now are just always like 
going crazy with orders for bikes and parts in general because people are just trying to get out of the house and just transportation. So um, I'm pretty much just always like looking for pretty much just looking for inventory all the time. And like they also do online orders out of the, the store. They have two sites that they actually take orders from. Actually make that three because they have Amazon as well. So orders constantly and pretty much I'm just cherry picking, cherry picking inventory, grabbing it. It's not organized at all in that shop, so uh, it's kind of just like hoping you find it. Uh, most things are in like a general area, um, and they have like their little spots, but it's uh, it's it's weird. But it's it's getting the job done and getting the money, and letting get the pill. Uh, it's letting the bills get paid, so can't complain. And thirty percent discount on bike parts, so can't complain about that either. That's the best thing, and also. I don't know if I want to uh, throw you under the bus, but probably as many tubes as you can uh, sneak in your pockets. True. Um, <laughs> I, Maybe you're still would, new, be, so you're I'd, not. I'd you're be not lying if yet. I haven't thought about it, but in the upstairs, like where all like most of the inventory is, there's just a holy box of Odyssey tubes that I'm <laughs> always looking at. But another thing that I've been looking at a lot is... Um, there's like the odyssey parents and they always come off like the grips because they come with the the grips like the odyssey grips and sunday grips so they're always just laying around and honestly like they those they don't care about because they're just they're flying around if if there's like some extras that i could throw on some display grips that kind of need them i will but i've uh i've pocketed like two of them but I'm gonna... It happens. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. No one. No yeah. one here is gonna judge you for it. It's all right. Um, let's just hope I don't get fired. <laughs> but I doubt that. <laughs> they're not. Honestly. They're not listening to this. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I'll make sure they don't know what this is. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny because I I had a bike shop job, uh, basically through high school and then a couple of years into college, and like, the owner of the bike shop he knew the employees were just going to like grab tubes if he didn't kind of hook us up. So like we basically had like almost like a little tube allowance and we could like, we could take like one or two per week. And like, you know, when you're getting paid, you could just like hold up a tube and you're like, is it cool? And they were down. So I ended up with like <laughs> pretty much like my own little wall of tubes after working that's there fantastic. for years. That's pretty dope. And sadly that's all dried up now, but damn, those are good times. Yeah, man. Honestly, I, I haven't even thought about that, like, just asking, like, hey, like, could I get some tubes? Because, honestly, there's only three guys at the bike shop that really actually ride bikes, like, often. And that's, like, other um, methods of cycling, not BMX. But, um, I mean, I, I, can, I can only imagine how expensive, like, those tubes get, like, the bigger tubes for, like, 26-inch wheels and all that. But uh, I'm definitely gonna be asking for some tubes because um, it's just expensive. I was I like actually the other day I paid for uh, for one tube and it ended up costing me almost twelve bucks. When you can get them four dollars for online order, but then you have to pay shipping. So tubes are a, a tough thing to come by. Yeah, there's a yeah, tube so I'm a little that bit of a cheapskate, and uh, yeah, I've always grabbed my tubes if I don't have like a shop nearby. I just get them from Walmart. Because they're usually like four bucks a piece, and uh, you can get them in like four packs, and I think they might even cost a tiny bit less. Yeah. So the things, the thing, at least for me, like I've done that too, but they've just like literally just gone flat on me, like out of nowhere. 
They never, like, every single one. I got a four-pack at Walmart, and they just, they didn't last. I they had just, those, um... I guess they had a leak, or or maybe they couldn't handle the pressure. I had but the they, same, uh... I don't know. ...thing happen with the Walmart slime tubes when there's the tube shortage, oh, yeah. and they only <laughs> have the slime tubes in the store. <laughs> it's like the valve just gives out eventually, like, because it's yeah, not I, made I think... very well. They're all just, you mm-hmm. know machine made or whatever on the assembly yeah it's a so shame it, it just tubes gives are, out. Uh, are pretty much a luxury at this point yeah you kind of uh, just kind of just not get flats and you'll be good and if you do get flats you're gonna be spending something. some money <laughs> see i don't know the current the tube market right now but when i worked at a shop i want to say each 20 inch tube only costs the shop like a couple dollars like maybe like two dollars three dollars so like you know grabbing a tube every once in a while was not a huge cost to the ship because like they but they buy them in bulk they buy them in like boxes of like 50 or 100 so they get a hefty discount from the distributor so i don't know if it's gotten worse but like i think it's just like supply is is like nothing but that could have changed by now I think more the thing is like I think it's definitely the supply. Yeah, it's like the supply is just so delayed that prices are starting to go up because it's just months and months delayed. I mean, like for example, like the port in LA where a lot of the shit comes in from Taiwan is just backed up, like with cargo ship after cargo ship. And uh, yeah, I was in California in uh, you might have saw it it, like November twenty twenty. Yeah. And, like, the cargo ships out in, like, Long Beach were just, like, stacked up. Like, you could just see and it's rows still like and rows that. of them out in the ocean. It's ridiculous. It's so, still yeah, like that. they're just loaded up with tubes holding out on us. Yeah, I mean, they're just, like, sitting there. It's a shame. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a shame. I was super desperate uh, at some point during the pandemic when, like, there was almost, like, an actual tube shortage literally it was like i couldn't couldn't find them at shops i couldn't find them at the backup walmart and i ended up getting some like amazon tubes that cost way too much money and like i had like the similar problem like you like they were just blowing out the valves were dying i was getting pinch flats left and right like yeah there's just like not don't buy tubes from amazon yeah my brother he bought like i think a it has to be at least more than a hundred, but he bought it like a hundred pack of them of Amazon oh tubes, God. and all of them were duds. No, <laughs> like all of them gave out. <laughs> like, and he he had a whole like scheme to like sell them, and because like it was a shortage, you know, he was trying to hop on it, and uh, pretty much like every single one he put in ended up just like doing what I said. They would just after like a night of being pumped up, just just give out and just not able to hold air the next day. It's a fucking Every valve, single dude. one, pretty much. It's definitely which it's sucks. Ha- like, it's a valve. <laughs> that's so funny because, like, of course, that would happen to your brother. I feel like that's such, like, a, a classic <laughs> yeah. Frank, like, <laughs> like only Frank. Literally. That's that's true. He, he does uh, have some misfortune with that shit, unfortunately. <laughs> but it is what it is. Luckily, the tubes are uh, more or less back on the menu. Thankfully... Hopefully, uh, we can just buy them for cheaper now because the prices did go up. They definitely, they most definitely did go up, but like, like about three months ago. 
I think I I paid like fifteen dollars for um for a tube at a as soon as pretty much as soon as I uh, I I was back on the bike after my crash last year I went and bought a tube and the bike shop right around the corner from me fifteen bucks tube because there was such a big shortage. Insane. Yeah, the most I've ever paid for a single tube is like nine bucks, and I was like morally offended. And I was like, I'm never going back to this shop. Nine dollars for a tube? God damn it. Like, I, <laughs> I should have been like that, but then I probably wouldn't have been able to buy tubes from them anymore. Because <laughs> actually, my brother had a similar situation with a bike shop that no longer exists, sadly. It was uh, called Bike Depot North. And uh, they were charging, I think, like seven to nine bucks. And he just got in an argument with the owner. And he used to work there. And then it just turned to shit. He can tell you some other time. But, yeah, so we're going to get yeah. Frank on the podcast sooner or later. He's up in uh, Ithaca these days, right? Yeah, uh, he's actually moving soon, but I'm going to save all that for him. But um, yeah, he's up up in Ithaca right now and just hanging out, um, you know, doing the thing. Actually, he, he just spent a week here, and I think we rode so hard that uh, his like elbow that he broke a couple years back is just like giving him issues. So uh, I'm sure you'll hear about that at some point as well. So, sorry about that, Frank. I know that sucks, but you'll be back. <laughs> yeah, he'll be good soon. I've been kind of dealing with a similar thing with, like, the ghost of my ankle injury. Like, I'll, like, have, like, a, you know, a solid full day session or whatever. And then for, like, the two days after that, I'm, like, kind of limping, kind of, like, ankles just kind of kind of sore. But, like, it's not, it's not even from, like, rolling it or anything. It's just, like, I don't know, I just got a bitch-ass ankle. <laughs> yeah, you got a bitch ass. Sucks, but <laughs> I don't know. I got to do some more like PT stuff. Like, I definitely have slacked on that since you know over a year post injury. That worries Dude, me PT about my so knee important. injury too. It's like, what if like once I'm at like full recovery, I still am like you know the ghost of it returning, or the the quad CL doesn't work as well as it should be. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the knee thing is a bit different because uh, uh, oh. with my ankle, the ligaments were actually fully ruptured, and they didn't do a damn thing to repair them. They oh. were just like, you, oh. you've got other ligaments, you've got muscles that can like compensate. So, uh, you know, if you don't want arthritis from these like artificial ass ligaments that we could put in, then you'll just have to like deal with it. So, I got at you. least you know your your knee injury has been repaired and you have, you know, like new ligaments. True, true. You know, holding things together. So all you got to do is build up the flexibility, the strength, and you yeah. should be pretty solid in the end. Yeah, just wait for wait for the tendon to heal as well. Apparently I heard that um, no matter what, it takes 16 weeks for the ACL tendon to like fully heal. So, and there's really nothing you can do about that. Yeah, like a, it just 16 weeks is four months. Yeah, like minimum minimum four could months. Be worse. Could be worse. I mean, I probably, you know, won't be ready to ride by then. So, yeah, no, take your time for sure. No, for sure. Not much else I can do. Do other shit. Sorry, I didn't hear a single thing you just said, Lewis. Yeah, Lewis, Lewis is cutting out on, on both of our uh, feeds, unfortunately. I don't know how to fix that. 
Yeah, like, it's all good. It's probably just like, like yours yeah. or one of our internet connections. So everything no is good, is and my Wi-Fi looks good, and I mean my AirPods are connected. Like we're recording. There's probably like the aliens or something. Yeah, More than it's likely. the aliens. Dude. Uh, probably yeah, the, aliens. It's the COVID aliens. The aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it's the scooter kid aliens. Oh my god! Speaking of scooter kids. Speaking of scooter, scooter kids, kids are killing. Greenlawn Skate Park, man. They're they're murdering it. It's the only reason it's so bad. It got so much it's, worse. It's, it sucks. Do you think they're physically damaging the skate park? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. So, um, it got way worse. Like it's way almost a year now. As soon as like a lot of scooter yeah. riders started going there, like the ramps got like way yeah. worse, just way quicker. Like in terms of like ago? cracks and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A year ago, they fixed the fly box uh, because shit was just collapsing. Scooter kids love flyouts and nothing else. So, you know, they spend their pretty much like full time hour job. I mean, we were all there once, but they're out there spending nine hours doing flyout tricks, which looks sick sometimes. But they're slamming their metal scooter and their urethane wheels and whatever. I don't think it really matters what it is. I just know that it's a piece of metal slamming a piece of wood over and over and over again, along with the weight of varying sizes of scooter riders. And they murder it. Like, there's chips in the wood, and the skate light, and it just it cracks everything. It's, it's, it's a shame. It really is a shame. Because I think that Huntington was... At least when I was younger, and when we were younger, like it was always in pretty decent shape like pretty good shape it was always just like the uh the concrete floor that was a little bumpy and people complained about that but the ramps always held up nowadays that shit is just just breaking left and right so i can't help but think that you kind of sound like skateboarders that get pissed off at bmx riders for destroying the skate park i know i sound like that but i see it firsthand like, and I've seen the wood, like, chip up out of scooters and, like, them be like, oh, damn, I just broke the ramp a little bit. Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> but, you know, they can't really help it. They're trying to learn. Like, there's no hate on their discipline. But, damn, it is detrimental to the, the health of that skate park. And the town refuses to fix it, and it's getting dangerous. <laughs> getting real dangerous. Yeah, so, unfortunately, Hunt is in uh, somewhat of a sad state. A lot of the surfaces of the ramps are all cracked and broken and definitely some of the like support structures underneath like the bracings are broken and yeah what's the situation there because you used to be the uh official what, what was your job title you worked for the i town. was the skate park attendant i uh i worked for the town of huntington that so i was employed through town hall um pretty much realistically the the job was open up the skate park and make sure kids are wearing their helmets all day and uh make sure they are abiding to session rules so we would split the day in half scooters and skaters and rollerbladers and then bikers had their own session personally i only ever did that if my boss planned on visiting me that day i never bothered because no one would listen and it's a public park so i don't think there really should be uh much um rules like that i think it's kind of silly i think everyone should be able to uh practice what they want to together 
not like separate them. But uh, yeah, so I've actually been pushing for the past three years for them to fix it because uh, the state that it's in now has also been the same state as it's been like three years ago, just less bad. And uh, but now it's it's a hazard. It's a pretty big hazard. Last year they fixed a, a good amount of stuff that was pretty dangerous and people probably could have gotten really messed up on. But it's already on its way out again. And I believe it's mostly because of the structure of the park is just not as sturdy as it really could be. But also because the population of scooter riders has exponentially increased over the past two years. I, I think I've seen just like whole like three new crews pop up of like at least eight kids. So you can imagine how quick they can uh they can mess up a messed up skate park already. So Yeah, so for anybody who like isn't a Huntington skate park rider, that probably sounds like an inflammatory statement that like the scooter kids are actually hurting the park. But if you go to ride hunts during like you know, like a peak weekend session the whole deck is like overrun with scooter riders, like so many, you know, the full range of ages and sizes. Like, obviously it's not just little kids on scooters, like, and those dudes, like they go hard. Like they really do. They go just as high as a BMX rider, skateboarder, and like come down with a lot of force. And, you know, instead of it being, BMX tires, you know, filled with air and a, a large surface area. They're just two little, you know, polyurethane kind of like rubber wheels that's putting a lot of pressure down on the landing. So I, you're probably right. I think the the scooters are probably definitely one major factor in the, the damage of the park, unfortunately. For sure. But um, it's, it's nice to see them like progressing. Like, I love it. First of all, like that's that's the one thing to get out of the way. Like it's great to see kids doing what they want to do and uh and enjoying themselves at the park. It's what it's made for. But damn, like they really do put a number on it and uh it kind of makes it worse for the rest of us cuz it's it's unsafe and we're frankly us adults are heavier and uh it's more worry to fall through the ramp. <laughs> and like I'm always thinking about it, but still ride the ramps. <laughs> Yeah, so I think the uh the mini ramp was like the sketchiest part. Like at one point the the deck of like what is it, like a six foot mini was mm-hmm. just literally it had like a sinkhole in it. It was collapsing. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I actually spoke to the guys who fixed that because I was there that day, they were fixing it. Um and I asked them had what had happened and pretty much they uh they said that the internal structure, like the wood that holds everything up just completely collapsed over the years of his kids or just always like falling down on it pretty much. And that's not to say that BMXers and skaters aren't doing the same thing because I've definitely added to that. But uh, that's definitely the scooterers like area of choice to ride. And uh, it definitely gets the most uh, attention from them. Think about so, it yeah, too. Like, the like... whole thing collapsed and they actually had to rebuild um a bunch of different ramps, uh, skeletons underneath so it could have actual support. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably going to keep doing the same thing because it's just kind of poopy, but it's fine. 
Um, they just don't care. They is the town of Huntington, and I've begged them for the past three years to just fix it. My boss, his boss, his boss's boss, it, the list goes on. Town meetings, it's tough. It's a, it's a struggle, and I'm actually trying to plan with Johnny Nemesek to fix it up. Maybe start a little GoFundMe and uh, get some funds for to buy some skate light because I actually found out that skate light isn't too bad for like a hundred dollars a panel and you can cut it to size and stuff. So, um, which would kind of suck to have to pay all for myself. And if we do the work, maybe the town of Huntington can pay us back. Mm. Who knows? Um, because it's their work; it's not our work to do. And it's kind of messed up that they're not fixing it. And they're always talking about liabilities when kids are there when it's not open and but frankly like the liability is the park in itself and kids really need a safe place to practice their thing or else they're probably going to fall through the ramp and hurt something worse so and it, it doesn't we'll see make, what happens it doesn't make any sense yeah. like if you're so concerned with liability why would you not fix the hazard within your park it doesn't make any mm -hmm. sense it's almost it like literally they just says like, town of huntington park on the sign outside of it like it's so almost how like would you want that to uh, associate with you they literally just like yeah. don't care about the park they're just they'd rather just let it go and rot than like to fix anything which is it's pretty crazy yeah very unfortunate because there's a lot actual of kids that like hazard. go there every day and like you know it gives them something cool to do something mm -hmm. fun for them for to sure do. i definitely stray away from doing some things because of like the areas that are broken and that sucks too yeah. because like for example there's a pyramid there and the the biggest face on the pyramid has a big old like hole in it it's not an actual hole but it it's it's bound to be and it flexes inward and it's just it's scary and it makes me not want to do anything on it so and that applies to pretty much everybody else at the park and uh, it sucks for sure i'm just trying to be safe while being unsafe on our action sports vehicles. Yeah, on one hand, like, I'm kind of glad that they haven't closed the park due to the state of the ramps, but, like, it's mm -hmm. at the point where it's, like, legitimately kind of dangerous. Yeah. And uh, it's, it sucks. I really just hope they suck it up and do the repairs. Like, let me know about any kind of GoFundMe thing going on or any way I could help. For sure. I'm definitely Yeah, I down. actually plan to, like, film a little, like, kind of a official video maybe with lewis i Let's haven't actually touched base with you on that uh but with I'm also already down everybody, our buddy sean washed up media um definitely want to do something to just get something started because it it really needs the love and uh honestly it doesn't look like the town wants to help us it's been three years of begging and you know we're just gonna try and see what we can do because uh, it's ridiculous and i'm not trying to have to go like 30 minutes out to ride like the next best thing which is like who knows it's long island so actually i think i got it we just need to do a uh huntington skate park only fans right? oh, yeah yeah <laughs> for sure yeah it's actually just uh memes and um and hidden clips that no one's have seen and you got to pay for it yeah see it. very exclusive content <laughs> Very what act yeah, you'll actually see what actually goes down in the booth. Um it's, it's PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, no, we, we we need the money bad. So um give the skate park your money, please. Because <laughs> if you want to ride one of the best skate parks on Long Island, then we gotta fix it first. 
because one, it's yeah. actually holding up uh, our jam. Uh, we actually really, really, really bad. Like we want to host the jam. And uh, we weren't able to last year, obviously, because of COVID, but we didn't even want to do it last year because of the state of the park still. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's a shame because actually a lot of kids come out to the jam and we have brands send out stuff and we've been doing it. I'm not even going to take full credit. Sean, Washed Up Media, and my brother have actually, they were the, uh, the dons of that and they started it. And obviously, since my brother has moved, I've continued it with Sean to the best of my ability and... Thankfully, I have some support from Work BMX, so I could actually get some stuff from them as well. And we want to fucking have something for the kids because it's always a great turnout. It's never bad. Um, unfortunately, like one of the second jams we had, a kid got his bike stolen, but um, it's but still, still, it's still a great time. And we just try to make it the best for the BMX community because not much happens out here in Long Island and. Not everybody's trying to go out to the city and ride street there, like uh, some other people hold jams there, which are pretty cool. But um, some people are just trying to ride a skate park and uh, just see some crazy stuff go down in a closed area. It's easy. Food's right up the road and just hanging out. Yeah, but, just um, kick it, not be like I'll constantly moving. I'll, yeah, like it's 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 nice to be able to chill and we got music. Sean definitely kills it with all the the media, so. Um, yeah, like it's, it's a shame we haven't been able to host it and we're always talking about it, always thinking about something to do for it because it, I miss it. I miss seeing Alex, our, our buddy, just go balls to the wall fast at that back quarter and just see how high he can go. Um, I think I could, I could get close to his height and I want to, I want to try it <laughs> with him. So it's, it's, it sucks because that, that back ramp too is also a death trap. Yeah. So we need it fixed. And Long Island needs jams. This BMX scene is growing, and it sucks to see it uh, be ruled by the city scene, which by all means is amazing, and they're killing it. But Long Island rules and is also a very OG place as well, and I don't want to see it die. So definitely need that skate park to be fixed. Yeah, we're all crossing our fingers. So uh, sure. you mentioned Work BMX or Works BMX. Uh, it's Work BMX. It is yeah. Work because it's spelled with yeah. an X, right? No, okay. Oh, like it is with work. a K? Oh, dude, I'm yeah. an idiot. Okay. Crankworks. You're probably thinking of Crankworks. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So what's the deal with them? How'd you end up getting uh, linked up with those guys? Um, so my brother, Frank, he knows um, John Quartz, who used to be the welder for FBM, legendary brand. Um I don't really know the story, but some something happened between them, and they just went their separate ways, and then obviously FBM shut down. Um, after, I think, more than 25 years of, of just being in business, um, and, uh, you know, he decided to... He's an amazing welder, first of all. he's It's a work of art, what he does, and um, he started his own company called Work, and um, I... Honestly, I think I only got on there because Frank had the connection. I went up to Ithaca one time and I met uh, this man, uh, Tom Beckman. He's the dude. He's like our photographer uh, for work. And um, I, we were just out one day, one day in Ithaca just shredding. And I was having some fun filming some Instagram stuff. And I guess he uh, passed the word on to John and probably my brother as well. And John one day hit me up and asked me if I wanted my own frame with them. And things just kind of went um 
thankfully I get frames from them and they are they're beast. They hold up to me and I really put them to work. So, which is not a intended pun, but I really do put them to work. So, <laughs> um I love them and it's great. Um small brand, but it's based right out of uh, Ithaca, New York. He makes them all in his barn on his property. Um and he actually makes a lot and a bunch of bike shops around the the 50 states um actually have their own custom like line of frames with him uh that he sends out but yeah i think that's all i have to say about getting onto them but stuff's coming out with them we have like projects we're working on actually going on a a week-long trip to louisville kentucky and other areas uh in july nice Uh, pretty crazy stuff out there we're definitely going to be hitting ohio as well um but old school we're just going on a road trip and it's gonna have fun i can't wait to film and just do stuff because uh i've been in really really sorry about the the sirens but uh, i've been in really desperate need of solid filming mission for like a week i can't wait so yeah work bmx follow me on on, on instagram it's just at work bmx there they make some good stuff yeah it sounds awesome i didn't know about the trip um is it going to be like a small kind of like team trip? Like what's what's the plan for that? Um, so we are all supposed to be linking up at uh, at his, at John's um, parents' house. And then we're all going to go from there. I believe I'm going to be taking the bus up to Ithaca. I'm sure someone will pick me up or if I have to walk or bike there, I will. I don't really care. But I'm sure somebody will pick me up. And uh, pretty much we have the whole team pretty much coming out. We're going to pack into a van or two and just hit the road. And just honestly, it's, I can't really tell you that much because I honestly don't really know that much. (laughs) It's pretty uh, unorganized, but we just know we're going to, we're going to be, I don't, it's probably going to be like nomadic type of thing and just go out for a week and shred some bowls, have some brews, you know, the whole thing, whole spiel. It'll be a great time. Sounds like it'll be sick. Yeah. uh, John Quartz kills it on a bike too that's also worth noting he really does kill it he can ride anything he wants and he can weld anything he wants to so i'm excited and we have a pretty good list of riders um who you'll definitely be seeing more of they, i was gonna uh, say like you guys have like a pretty good. big team like i mean it's like yeah eight, we're eight uh, we're, people, we're stacking right? up some names yeah we're stacking up some names mostly uh people from around the upstate area and um we got um chase bucci he's actually on daily grind he kills it as well he's a grind master he's out in um in pittsburgh along with uh the tm uh brad gibbs when he was younger he used to ride for sunday um but the team kills it and i've only really met uh i i met this guy davy he's the man do drop drizzle he's a tech wizard and and i met uh, about three other guys or four other guys <clears throat> um, but everyone kills it and everyone just such a diverse group of riders and uh, cannot wait to see what we come up with because I cannot wait to release a video with them. That's what we're working on. Just uh, We're going to do a little full length uh, and it's, we're going to give ourselves a year for it and see where it goes. Um, but I think that's as much as I can say about that. We're trying to keep it on the down low for now. But uh Definitely excited to see where the little small brand uh, goes because we got some heavy hitters in there. 
that are, are sleepers. So you'll definitely be seeing more of people. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't uh, definitely didn't know of all the plans and the works. So yeah, you definitely said plenty. Uh, what's been your your situation with like filming lately? Because I know you you were running the VX for a while. Is that still yeah. uh, That's still alive as well. So that was actually my brother's. Um, he actually took that back. I have actually a bunch of clips that I really need for him to <laughs> to take off, or at least send me the tape so I can convert it which is obviously a nightmare if you know anything about vx's um so i think i'm just going to redo most of the clips because they're pretty old um but still stuff i'm proud of that i kind of want to keep um but my filming situation has really been lewis is my guy justin you're also my guy <laughs> you guys are my best buds so anytime we can find just go out um honestly i haven't been able to go out and film because of because of work, unfortunately, not work BMX, <laughs> but actual work. Like, like, fuck, this sucks. I have to go in to work and yeah. uh, do stuff I don't want to do just to make money. But um, yeah, I, th I think I, we I have, really, like, really, really miss filming a lot. We filmed I really like miss a good, like, it because I hate going summer. to the skate park all the time. Yeah, we were really out last summer. Like that was a great time. Yeah. That was I was. I mean, I, I have fresh least, out of high school. I have at least like a minute and forty in, in footage of you. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. We do. We do have a solid timeline going. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's start, mostly sure. on my old frame, which was a Sunday. Um, There's a few on the um, frame, but I took all the stickers off of it, frame. so it's cool. <laughs> so I could do some like. Actually, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's a work frame as well. We'll do some like. But yes, color I do have footage stored. Color of the frame, it'll be good. Yes, yes, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, just like make it uh, just make it gray and a little bit of purple. You'll be golden. I gotcha. I'm but, just, um, I'll just sit yeah, there, I, I have some footage stored, and uh, I cannot wait to finally finish something because I've always been wanting to to finish a project. I've, I'm just a busy guy um, with school and work, and also something's coming out. Just stay tuned, and eventually it'll come out. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm definitely uh, putting in the time once I find the time. So, yeah, I'm stoked to see that. Uh, hit me up if you ever need a filmer. I'm always down. For sure, man. For sure, we will definitely be out um, very soon. Cause yeah, we could I'm all be out gonna very be soon. More free soon. Yeah, I'm actually going to be free more soon as well. So I'll definitely have more time to stack some clips and just go have some fun. Like I don't even. I try not to really focus on getting clips. I really just like to go out and whatever feels right, just go with that. I don't like to put too much pressure on it. I think it keeps it raw and like how it really should be. Um, but definitely, we will be out filming. So stay tuned. Yeah, that's, that's the best way, way to do, do it. it. Like, yeah. it's more not natural. trying to force clips and like just enjoy yourself and ride how you normally ride. Just somebody's oh, yeah. pointing a camera at you. It's kind of the safest approach for sure for sure so it's kind of funny because i did like the opposite thing where i filmed like probably five or six clips on the hd camera and then i was working on the whammo second wind video which was on vx's so i yes. went back and i refilmed like four or five clips back on the vx so i kind of like went back in time and reverted the quality <laughs> yes <laughs> For the love of it. <laughs> it's 
And like this is now It's tough love with the VX though. Yeah, yeah. I've been kinda harsh on the VX throughout multiple episodes of this now. And uh I love the camera. It's just it's just a hassle to deal with, you know, recording the tapes and capturing them and glitches and just the cameras are old, unfortunately. It's uh you're working with nineties technology. Which isn't the best. No, no, it's not ideal. Tapes are a nightmare, for sure. Hey, but it it looks kind of cool. I mean, if you <laughs> grew up watching skate videos like I did, then you have definitely have more appreciation for it. But uh, in in reality, that shit looks horrible. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, a certain but feel it, to it, it has a, it has a vibe to it. There's it a certain a feel to it. to it. Like if you can make it work like well for whatever you're doing. Yeah, I'll definitely say that. Like I don't know if you guys the tool are familiar for the job with um, type of thing. Shake Junt fami- uh, Filmer. Yeah, Beagle, um, right? I forget his name. You're talking but... about Beagle? Yes, yeah, Beagle. Of course. He, he kills it. Like, for some reason, his VX clips just don't look like VX clips. I mean, they do, but, like, they look gorgeous. And that's he just knows the camera inside and out. It looks great. Um, definitely give him credit, but it's not my thing. HD is definitely way easier, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I've moved on. Part of like what always kept me using the VX was like that four third aspect ratio. Just like, oh yeah, I feel like it f- it fits skateboarding and BMX really well. Like it just sure. looks right. And uh, I have a setup now with my fish eye that I can crop it to four thirds, and I can get nice. the vignetting at like a nice place where it it sort of resembles the VX kind of look. So I've been running with that, and hopefully I'm gonna get a project finish soon lewis has a bunch of dialed footage in it it's basically like a lewis video part with clips of like everybody else so like <laughs> so i've so joked nice. I, I was thinking about calling the video like lewis versus whammo or something because that's kind of <laughs> what it feels like but we're gonna we're that's gonna perfect. workshop that one we'll see back when my yeah, ACL was running you, for real but i've been kind of yeah, holding out what we to have edit that project that. i'm sorry no, I was just saying I stoked on what we have for that. Yeah, dude, you got a bunch of good stuff. Like, and those were almost like the B side clips, like while you were filming for Sabrosa stuff. Yeah, yeah. For that, you I'm let me keep some pretty, pretty solid clips. Dude, yeah, I'm actually stoked on that for sure. Stoked, we got a good amount of footage. And uh, I've been kind of holding out to edit the project because it's kind of hoping to film more. You know, there are a few people that didn't have as many clips as I'd like. And then just like last weekend, Craig gave me a flash drive with, um, with a whole bunch of footage that he filmed from like maybe two to three years ago. And it's like a bunch of dial clips of him, some clips of me, some clips of Pedro, Pepe BMX. Yes. I don't know if he's going to want to... But anyway, uh, I'm kind of like hyped to get back to editing that video because now I feel like I have the missing piece to the puzzle to get it done. Hell yeah, that's sick. It's good to hear. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel bad like I've been holding your footage hostage, but unfortunately like video projects, you know, when it's like a group that kind of goes that way for better or worse. Like I feel like that's why a lot of kids just want to film for Instagram now because it's like... You have it the clip, takes a lot you of filmed time. it, and you just put it out. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take any time with it the phone. It takes a, a lot of time to make a video. It's 
you know, even like a simple one is somewhat of a process. I mean, multiple people, like multiple like songs and everything. And, you know, you throw like 10 other factors in there. It's just, it just takes a while to get there. Yeah. You know, for like, me too, a big part of it is just the time it takes. Like you really have to sit down and dedicate some hours to like, to editing a project. And especially if you're going to do any kind of like color correction and audio tweaks and like god forbid you put any time into making like titles like oh god i dude i fucking hate titles i i avoid like i just do like the laziest like comic sans dropping it at the end this is a bmx video yeah yeah you're now watching it enjoy actually i'm full of shit though because the last uh the whammo second wind video i kind of went crazy putting yeah, in like in. funny titles yeah, i was gonna, and, I was like, gonna say because like i wanted to put in names but i was like well the clips are all like kind of mixed up scattered like i don't want to just have the same person's name pop up like six seven times so i just started putting in like nicknames and like weird little inside jokes and kind of tried to have fun with it i feel like that kind of like adds PPB to like the humor of the video though yeah no it's great honestly that that video is my favorite more of a feeling that you can get out of it yeah more of a personal vibe to it for sure yeah like and i think it definitely reflects the uh the whammo crew very well yeah like i love it the inside i actually really watched like i watched that uh yeah yes i watched that video quite often actually it's one of my favorites thank you i'm stoked to hear that i was definitely trying to take a little inspiration from the og whammo video that we uh we went on about at length with craig the creator so yeah, hopefully you're gonna keep it going. Put out something soon. That's the plan. Hell yeah, sick. What's up? The other, the other part of the the plan that's that's always a bit of a hold up too is like, who's gonna actually post the video on their YouTube channel? Like, who do we hit up to? You know, yeah. It, it probably sounds like, I don't know, like a privilege complaint to be like, oh, I gotta talk to our bmx or i gotta talk to dig <laughs> and then they're gonna, I'm gonna have to wait for emails but like you know it's kind of it just you finish the video you want it to get posted you want people to see it but like if you want it to go on like you know a really cool platform like dig's youtube channel or our bmx like they have that scheduled way in advance and you know it takes time for sure and it's, it's a direct link to the bmx community like not everyone's gonna want to hit that link in your bio. Like it's cool. It was awesome to uh, to see it pop up in my subscriptions, because obviously I'm not subscribed to your uh, to your YouTube channel, and I believe it got posted on Dig, right? Yeah, Dig yeah. Dig posted it, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so I obviously subscribed to the Dig BMX on YouTube, and it's great to see it. And shit, like I personally, I watch every single video that comes out of our bmx or dig bmx i just my life is consumed by bmx videos like when they are out and it keeps me heavily inspired all the time like doesn't matter what it is i just really don't watch park rat videos that's the one thing but uh that definitely it was very cool to see it on there and i don't think it's a privileged thing i think it's more of you want to see you want more people to see what you put work into and honestly i think a lot of other viewers got the same enjoyment even if they didn't know the inside jokes, because like the B-roll that you've acquired over the years or however long it took to film that was great. Like it was a great video. It honestly, it, I think it's a, a perfect example of 
like the main Long Island street riding scene. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's great. Thanks, dude. I'm stoked to hear that. For sure, man. So I think we're at a decent point to probably start wrapping this up. I'm seeing like like an hour and twenty or so. Yeah, I got a got an hour yeah. thirty six. Same <laughs> noise. Hey, hour thirty six. So, Lewis, is there any anything you want to uh to get off your chest or anything? Any any closing words of wisdom? Uh, hmm. Not really, I guess. I mean, I'm healing up. We'll be back soon. Hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, stoked to ride again, get back into it. For sure. We miss you. Appreciate yeah, you uh, yeah, coming on here, even though your audio has been, uh, or at least our connection has been uh, sketchy at best. Yeah, I got to like figure that out because I don't really get why it's, why it's, where the issue is it's definitely discord yeah it's discord uh, it's discord yeah it's got to be discord i would think but we're switching to zoom for the next the next round of this (laughs) really okay Ah, we'll see i mean i have zoom already because of school so we'll be golden but you know at least we got some solid x up talk and lewis got uh plenty of good points in in the beginning yeah, I think I think me and Lewis could probably have our own podcast called X of Talk. <laughs> and I think we could go on we could go on for a while. Like yeah. I I'm really into the X of rides. Like I'm always seeing who's doing the shit and who's doing stuff that I think I've been doing like forever. Like should I've been doing since I was like thirteen, fourteen, seeing people yeah. do backwards X of rides. Never thought other people would want to do it because a lot of people always like kind of hate on it. Here we are yeah. talking about it again. So I mean, I feel like it's just I listen like, to the podcast. At the end of the day, it's just another way to link tricks together. Like whether yeah, you're doing, me too. you know, a manual or a million manuals, or you're doing like a million exoprides. Like it's just different. Or doing it all in one trick. Like, yeah, you could manual. See, like the possibilities are endless. endless. <laughs> yeah, I got to work on them. I've uh, I've always done some basic exoprides tricks, but like never had the skill to like link him in like you know a harder combo so i got some work to do yeah you do and you got the godfathers right here (laughs) (laughs) so quadros any uh any closing words you know well i'll give you a chance to to plug your instagram and stuff to our hundreds Um, of hundreds of listeners yeah we definitely got a mad listeners um so first of all, fuck my Instagram. Go follow at work BMX. <laughs> Keep up on them. You'll see me and all my other teammates and whatever we got going on. Um, I make art for them as well. So you'll see some of my stuff coming out soon. Um, and you'll see when, whenever I go out on the trip with them in July and see whatever we got cooking. And my Instagram as well is at Anthony Quadros, C-U-A-D-R-O-S. Uh, and wear a helmet. It saved me. It's sick. I personally ride the triple eight sweat saver helmet. It really does save your sweat. So wear it. That's not an ad. Like it saved my life. So <laughs> wear a helmet. And if you don't, that's cool too. Just be careful, because we love you. We want to see you still ride your bike. So just be careful. Don't don't die. You could wear a helmet, but I guess that's fine if you don't. <laughs> but I think that's all I got. 
No, uh, dude, that was thanks solid. For ha- um, thanks for having me on, guys, for real. Of like, course. Really enjoyed this, and I'll definitely be back. Definitely got to always got BMX shit on my mind, so I always got stuff to add. Oh, yeah. Um, but for real, thank you for having me on, and I hope you have my brother on next because I'm sure he's got stuff to talk about. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think uh, next week we're actually going to get Jeff Purdy on. Hell yeah. Sick. So oh, cool. yes. Hey. Hell yeah. I'm actually looking at Jeff Purdy right now because he's <laughs> on my wall. <laughs> it's the <laughs> I it's he's um it's the tail whip photo over the stairs. I wish I could show you a photo. Actually, I can't. I was there. I saw Give it me. in person. So yeah, yeah I'm actually crazy. the one standing in like the in the frame. I'm just there. Like I think we that was like a very pivotal about. moment for yeah. me in BMX. Swear to God, like after I saw Jeff tail whip over that thing in two tries, that was when I knew that i'm committing my life to this shit yeah that I was that was what in like the um the monster energy street, the street series, series. Yeah, in in Philly. Philly. yeah lewis is actually you can see uh lewis's hair you can see <laughs> alex canova and then tom dugan is directly next to him <laughs> what a, it was what a, a great crew. day yeah that's that's a yeah, group that know, will just, never just be together boys. again yeah. just the boys <laughs> for sure yeah no alex is a He's a bitch boy now. He's you know somebody's filmer, somebody that we won't name, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Bikes, man. Yeah, Can't dude. wait to listen Bikes. to Jeff Purdy. He's the man. Well, you can listen to yourself first if you really want. Nah, fuck that. Nah. I probably not gonna listen to. It. <laughs> I don't listen to any of these. Nah, I have a dude. I like skip around and like check the audio and that's it. Dump it out into the cool. world. I'm sure. I'm sure my lady will want to listen to it, and I, she's not going to know what's going on. So uh, I'm probably just going to tell her not to listen to it. So true. Sick. But thanks for having me on. For real. Thanks for coming. Yeah, we didn't get to really talk about uh, any of your like your school stuff, your like artwork. So we'll have you on That's again. Fine. That's the plan. Is yeah, to kind of just we can get into that another time, because uh, frankly, redesigning your logo has been slow because of work. So once that's done. It'll be uh that that'll be a topic. Yeah, I totally sure. forgot to mention that you're gonna uh hook us up eventually with a uh a little more of a, a little more dialed podcast yeah, logo. Not, M- <laughs> not MS Paint logo. <laughs> I I cringed when I saw the logo. I was like, I need to do it for free. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> Dude, listen, <laughs> it needs to be done. <laughs> listen, I was going for a minimalist, a simple line art design, and I think I achieved my goal within like an hour or two of uh downloading what was it paint.net i think is the uh it took you an hour to download paint.net no 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 i'm saying you just couldn't you just have used like illustrator listen like don't you have illustrator (laughs) listen dude i'm saying i downloaded the program didn't take an hour i made the logo in about an hour and was like okay that took you an hour (laughs) what it's dude (laughs) okay we gotta end this you're not coming back that's it, dude. Right, word, I'm, so, word. I'm sorry, cool, buddy. Cool. I'll still make the logo though. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, dude. Right. Follow uh the podcast on Instagram is at Sore Losers BMX Podcast. And yes, um my Instagram's at Jacobly. I'm not even gonna bother spelling it. <laughs> and anyway, as always, uh so long and good night. Deuces, 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 deuces.